Coming to you live from WTHI Delsey Studios in sunny Los Angeles, California, the Hush Hush Society presents Declassified Discussions with Slick Funk Sanders and the Molly Wop Band. Featuring a special guest, and here's your hosts, Mystery Mike and Declassified Dave. Hello, Hushlings. Tonight we are joined by a great guest. He is the host of a slew of Discovery Plus shows, including UFO Witness, Fact or Faked, and most recently, Alien Invasion Hudson Valley. Hushlings, please welcome Mr. Ben Hansen. Hey, how are you guys doing? We are doing well, Mr. Hansen. Thanks for coming on. We yeah, really appreciate you. it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. We just want to start off. Let's start by exploring your new show, Alien Invasion Hudson Valley, which I, uh, I watched and a lot of interesting stuff going on in that show for sure. You approach the investigation kind of in a paranormal way, and you, you have that background. So it was very interesting to see the way that you approach that. Yeah, so um, Hudson Valley is what we call like a hot spot, um, but not just for UFO activity. It That had been going on, what I didn't know before getting into there, I remember that there were UFO sightings, uh, thousands of them during the 80s. I think it was primarily 83 to 84 and that time span. And, and what, um, was, we got there though and learned that this had been happening since the early 1900s and continuing. But what I wasn't aware of is, is that it also includes a lot of other, what people would say, paranormal phenomena. And there's a couple places I know of in the United States and in the world where I call it kind of a parapalooza of, <laughs> you know, paranormal occurrences because the big question kind of for us was, is there a relationship to these alleged abductions and also very classic sort of ghost and poltergeist activity? Uh, there, there are Bigfoot sightings there. How is it all happening at once? And is it related to, to the geology or the people or, you know, why, why do these things tend to happen uh, in the same location? We've explored that with a couple other things like we did a Mothman yeah episode with another podcast and that whole paranormal trifecta of everything going on at once in one spot yeah and and i think the uh kind of the way that the thinking is leading towards is um when we're we deal with now i'm not a physicist by any means my background was mostly you know sociology criminology but from what i understand with quantum physics and how they've now opened up their minds to considering that there's multi-dimensions, the word dimension sounds sci-fi, right? But if you look at what the government has actually funded, they have they funded studies, um, $22 million they put into the, the UAP studies. But a lot of it came up with ideas such as wormholes, um, you know, portals, things like that that you think are completely sci-fi, but you're really talking about other dimensions. And so if that's even a possibility, you know, why don't we have an open mind to say there could be locations where maybe the conditions are just right, where these things happen more frequently, because let's say there's spirits, you know, of departed people that are share the same physical space we do, 
but we don't always see them. And, and there's conditions whereby sometimes they're seen or they kind of come through the, a, a portal of sorts. So why not also visitors from other planets? Maybe they're able to travel from long distance and, you know, and, and uh, it, it's hard in this, um, in this field to actually nail something down and, and say very rigidly, you know, this is impossible or that's not because it's also weird. It's so weird. And, and just when you think you have, you know, an, uh, a grasp on, on a theory, um, you know, something else astounds you. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's also mm-hmm. kind of weird, there's mention that aliens possibly are interested with people that have RH negative blood. What do you think is so special about that, that extraterrestrials might be interested in? Well, yeah, some UFO uh, researchers stumbled upon that as they were looking for different patterns, and and it was published in one study. I think there needs to be more done with it because it's not something typical that they would ask people. Um, you know that now that it's kind of discovered, I think there needs to be a, a larger sample. But um, it could be a, a spurious connection. It could be, I, I have no idea, something related to. Um, you know, maybe RH, RH negative people, gosh, I don't know, like have a different psychology about them and, in reporting these things or in certain regions of, you know, I mean, our question was in Hudson Valley, first of all, are there more RH negative people, you know, and, and that's something we need to look into now that we've discovered this, Mm. the, the theory among some researchers is that there's something about that blood type is it kind of creates like a marker, right? So that they could focus, let's say they wanted to do experiments, whoever they are, wanted to do experiments on humans that, um, but they need to track those specific humans through and genealogy and DNA and everything. So that is one way we can, we can mark and track blood is by its blood type whether it presents the RH factor or not, right? And so there could be different qualities with the blood. We know that, you know, whether you have the RH factor or not, when a mother is pregnant, it can affect the baby, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so all we know at this point is there does seem to be some relationship from at least the one study. So um, I, I would love to see academia really get into it and people with, um, medical backgrounds really take this seriously and not just laugh at it and uh and do more testing and seeing you know like what would be the draw (laughs) no pun intended you know for that type of blood (laughs) yeah that'd be definitely interesting to see the results of that kind of research one thing that i thought was interesting and you, you had this little tidbit at the end of the show was that what was it a staggering amount 50 percent of hudson valley residents are rh negative yeah, I I would have to, you know, they 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 did a, uh, some, you know, post-production research after I was done with that and I'd have to look at that to see exactly where that comes from, but um when they they look at the data is the thing it's like, you know, to get to that raw data, I think we were talking about the people that we had tested and we didn't I know we don't give mm-hmm. their names out for their own privacy. But of the people that we tested, you know, that have these alleged experiences and stuff, it's even higher than what those original researchers were saying in the prevalence, you know, of uh, related to these alleged abductions. And so 
again, I mean, we're confirming that there is something there that I think needs to be looked at. And, and if you have a population that has a higher percentage, gosh, I don't know. I mean, it, how, how do you, just because you're H negative doesn't mean your children are going to be, you know, and to pass that on to them, but you do have generations of people, at least from when I was there who lived there and had never moved away, you know, their great, great grandfathers and everything. So the, um, don't don't take me wrong. I wanted to say this in a derogative way, but the gene pool is not as, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it it's a an isolated area more more so than other areas, like a lot of rural places. When people grow up and marry within the same, um, you know, regions, you're going to have similar genes. Yeah. And uh, so I hope I said that in a way that's not saying that people are. <laughs> they're not intermarrying <laughs> yeah, but no, very um, it would be different in a metropolis if that makes sense yeah now with hudson valley being a possible spot for a portal and with the increased amount of phenomena that you can see there has it changed your overall view on extraterrestrials at all yeah yeah i think it has because i've always you know traditionally kind of thought that whoever these visitors are probably coming from light years away. Um, physicists always jump in and they say, oh, that's impossible because it would they couldn't survive the trip. And, and now the new physicists are saying, well, actually it might be because of what we're learning about black holes and wormholes. And maybe there, there is some sort of interdimensional bending of uh, time and space. So, but... If if they are coming through some sort of dimension thing, and now we're classifying them as interdimensional beings, and I think Hudson Valley really presents a great case for that, and and it also presents a case of how these things can disappear, and then reappear several miles away, you know. And this has been confirmed on radar. This has been confirmed, at least that's what appears what's happening with these latest Navy videos and the Tic Tac videos and stuff that are making the rounds radar shows they disappear. And then 60 miles away in less than a second, they reappear. So, uh, either they're traveling in the blink of an eye or they're literally like disappearing sort of into a kind of a dimensional thing. And then, and then it can turn that back on. Right. So this has been going on in Hudson Valley. You also get stories of people, literally being kind of pulled through their ceiling you know this is a common abduction thing where your body um they feel like you know rises up above their bed and they're actually kind of pulled through uh the the window i uh, mean yeah, a closed window or through the wall you know and so at first you're like wow that's pretty crazy but um if if there is some sort of interdimensionality at play and materials are even able to be manipulated you know to where you could be pulled through things or they could walk through things i believe those physics exist i completely believe they exist i just don't know you know if uh <laughs> if we ourselves have been able to master that probably not and and if visitors um you know that are coming here if that's what they're doing it's, it's fascinating it is. Just one more question, because I know that you're going to run. You know, you just talked about the Tic Tac videos, and uh, we were just wondering what your thoughts on the latest disclosure of the UAP phenomenon is. So a lot of people are disappointed. They're, they, um, Congress and the Intelligence Authorization Act 
basically mandated, ordered that the DOD release information about what they have. And, and it turned out that they came out with what was about a seven page report that was unclassified and a 17 page report that was the classified version. Okay. So a lot of people are like, oh, that's nothing. That was so disappointing. And they didn't really say anything. I disagree. Um, this is an amazing first step because if you read the report, there's about seven times they mention the phrase national security threat. And they admit that this phenomenon is real. Now, that is the first real uh, formal admission. It's been done in the past internally. But this is the kind of the first formal admission the government has told us, let's start here. This is happening. Something's happening. And it took us this long to even get to that point. Right. So now they're not going to come out and say, you know, aliens are a real possibility. They don't use the word aliens in the report, but Mm -hmm. they do everything but that. I mean, they say they found no evidence, excuse me, that these objects were from a foreign adversary. They find no evidence that these objects are black projects of ours. And so they kind of leave it in this, what they call other category. All right. And so we're left to guess what the other category is, but they're saying, regardless, this is worth our study. These are national security threats. We don't know who they are, where they come from. We can't control them. So now what's happened, the latest news, which didn't make much news coverage, but they now require report every 90 days. Mm. So every quarter, the, uh, the Navy kind of being in charge must report on the previous 90 days of all the UAP UFO incidents that have happened. And so now they're going to keep them up to date, supposedly, and they're going to go back and report on things they didn't report on before. So it's a great first step because at least we have funding, we have people, Congress, Senate taking it seriously, and uh, hopefully we'll get some more answers. Wow. Yeah, I yeah, didn't know yeah. about that 90-day thing. Ben, thank you so much for coming by Declassified Discussions and Hushlings, check out Alien Invasion, Hudson Valley. It's a great hour and a half show. Yes, thank, thank you. you very much again, Ben. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ben. Hushlings, join us next time. Give your attention to Slick Frock Sanders and the Mollywop Band. And good night. Thank you.